Welcome back to DQB Does, the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network movie review show where our mom's names are not Martha. With me this evening is my co-host, Russell. Do you bleed? Sometimes. Yeah, me too. Okay. Because we're people. Yeah. We're not um, alien gods. Uh, And uh, we're going to continue our... um, March Madness without Dave today. We're we are sans Dave. Miss you, Dave. We love Dave. Um, so it's May, and we're continuing our March Madness. We've got two more movies after this one. So we is that? Yeah. So the last one will be the first week of June. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a minute. Yeah. It was like when we did six months of cyberpunk. Yeah. Only this has just been Batman. <laughs> um, so this is uh the first uh Snyder movie. So Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. So Russell and I watched the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, we did. Uh Dave um did send in a uh a short review. <laughs> <laughs> he re- he watched the uh, theatrical cut. So the difference is they both came out in 2016. Um the theatrical cut is PG-13 and it's 2 hours and 31 minutes. The uh ultimate edition is rated R. Yep. And it's 3 hours and 2 minutes with about an extra 30 minutes of important story. Yeah, I will go over <laughs> in detail the differences between the two movies a- after I do. Excuse me. After I do the synopsis, but I just wanted to like, you know, talk about which one we actually watched because I, I believe this is the only one, the ultimate edition is the only one you can watch on uh HBO Max. Yeah. Which is weird because there's three versions of fucking Justice League on there. Yeah. So but anyway. Uh so Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice the uh the synopsis is uh I'll I'll just do the IMDb one it's pretty short. Um Batman is manipulated by Lex Luthor to fear Superman. Superman's existence is meanwhile uh dividing or is meanwhile dividing the world and he is framed for murder during an international crisis. Um the heroes clash and force the neutral Wonder Woman to reemerge. Um there's also Doomsday uh yeah sort of ish yeah a variation of it. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's a it's a poor adaptation and also like something that didn't need to be in this movie at all but whatever yeah um so like this movie could have been 2 hours if it had been like if we trimmed the fat some this movie could have been one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. I I firmly first watching it, I was like this movie is garbage. I went to the movie theater to watch. Yes. It. I was super excited. Theatrical. I was not one of the people that hated Man of Steel. I actually loved Man of Steel. Um but I went and seen this and was just, I walked out of the theater and was like what in the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Yeah, um so I mean we I guess we can get into this now, right? Like the yeah. the differences between the 
Yeah, let's go. Let's go ahead and start with that because yeah. I'm gonna say a lot of good stuff about this movie. Right. Um. So first of all, it's rated R. Um. There's a some mild nudity and a lot more violence. Uh, one of the biggest additions to the extended cut is an additional minutes added to the Africa subplot. Um, main change here is that we're given knowledge that the cameraman hanging out with Lois Lane is in fact Jimmy Olsen. Um, opening scene is also expanded upon, giving more credence to the idea that Superman is being framed for the murder of several inhabitants of the war-torn landscape of Nairobi. Um, in the theatrical cut, the scene was something of a mess. Uh, this is from Collider, by the way, so there's a little bit of hyperbole in here. Their opinion. Um, I don't. I don't disagree with them. Though. No, I don't. I don't either. I'm just saying, like, this isn't necessarily like me talking. Yeah. Um, implicating uh, Superman and like basically burning the bodies and stuff uh, is done by KG Beast. Um. Alongside this subplot, an entirely new character was introduced into the extended edition with uh, Zahina Ziri, who's played by Wunmi Masaku, who was in uh, was one of the the main um, TVA agent in Loki. Yeah. Um, uh, Kahina is understandably heartbroken. This this actually their article doesn't understand what happened. Like her parents, her family never died. She completely fabricated everything she says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she basically testifies to the Senate uh, that her family was killed and that Superman did it, right, in this this tragedy that happened in Africa. Yeah. Um, this chick was never there. Uh, her parents are still alive. They don't even live there. Like, yeah. all this kind of stuff. They do live in Africa, but they don't live in that area, right? So she was completely full of shit, was hired by Lex Luthor yeah. to lie to the Senate. That was completely cut from the movie. Yes. Um, this also like lean lends like just further builds the idea of like this isn't just people distrusting Superman. It's literally everyone being manipulated by Lex the whole movie. Yes. Um, which makes so much more sense in the Ultimate Edition. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Uh. They keep going about that. Um, there's just like a lot more added to that uh, Africa scene too. Like, there's a lot of like Superman destroying shit. There's more with the military, like what they're they're gonna like yeah. drone strike it. Is that him flying through the drone? That him that flying through the, the drone is edition. is added. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Superman being super. Uh, uh, before you get too far into the differences, sure. uh, I wanted to say we looked up the differences afterwards. After we watched so, it. So, like, while I was watching the Ultimate Edition, I was super confused because I was like, I do not remember this movie making sense. Yeah. What in the fuck is going on? Yeah. As we get further through these, you'll be like, wait, that's that would make this if you've seen the movie. Which hopefully by by at this point you're like, oh yeah, I've either seen it like when it came out and I hated it, or you know you've watched it again because you're listening to this show, <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's a little bit fresher in your mind. Um, but they added numerous scenes of Clark Kent like being a reporter. Yeah, uh, help paint the scenes in his life in the film better, giving viewers more insight into his state of mind throughout. They show him watching TV a lot. Yeah. Uh seeing 
uh, newscasts about like people being upset that Superman exists or like yeah. just debating whether he should have unilateral Wait, power yeah. to help people. Yeah. Cause it's like all he's done is help people. It's like, yeah. well, do we want him going over to Russia and saving somebody? Like what, what if we don't agree with what he's doing over there? Like <laughs> he's a fucking alien. Who cares what you think? Like fuck yeah. off. Um, but anyway, so, uh, he goes and he talks to uh oh he goes aside from witnessing the testimony of Ziri, which was the new character, uh Superman's shown traveling to Gotham City directly to get a better understanding of what the people there think of Batman. Um while talking with citizens of an apartment building uh that once was the residence of Kahina, um Clark learns of the average person's fear of Batman and how they view this darker night through ordinary glasses. Uh, seen as something of a grizzled monster, an old man tells Kent to not be out after dark. Um, should he encounter the Batman and face his wrath, even though another tenant uh, informs him that the Bat only punishes those worthy of his ju- judgment. Um, and he shows like a a lottery card that has the Bat on it. Yeah. Uh, while while Clark is in Gotham, he also encounters the wife and young son of a criminal. Um, this was added to like in in the theatrical there is the bat brand stuff. Um but they don't like expand on that. Yeah. Uh in this one they uh show this whole thing where this uh the the first criminal that you you see with Batman um he brands him, he ends up going to to jail, he gets moved to Metropolis. Uh and he ends up getting like shivved in in the uh in the jail. Yeah. And that's not in the original. Right? Um right. and you like you get a sense of like what kind of bad guy he is cuz he has like a bunch of yeah, women trapped in a cellar. Yeah. He has like he's sex trafficker. Yeah. Right. But then um the the stuff in the in the original and at the point when he first brands the guy is talking about um Batman being like judge ju- judge jury and executioner yeah um what they show you in this version they do do that but then it shows you what's actually happening yeah and what is actually happening is um you find out that basically anybody that goes to jail with one of these bat brands ends up dying and everybody thinks it's Batman like in influencing the prisoner somehow. Yeah. Um, and what you actually find out is happening is that Luthor is paying <laughs> these motherfuckers <laughs> to shiv guys that come in with the bat brand on them to make Batman look bad. Yeah. Like everything is Luthor and it yeah. like makes so much more sense like the the this version of the movie makes way more sense all yeah. of it does um so then uh at this point uh Clark talks to that guy's wife and kid she knows that he's a bad guy yeah. blah 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 but like you know the kid doesn't have a father now um and superman or like Clark kind of talks to them um about it and you know the the ladies like basically like you know somebody ought to show that Batman you know yeah teach him a lesson basically um Kit also has like extra conversations with uh Diane Keaton his yeah. mom uh 
So like, there's a lot more like, yeah, character the, the, depth. The phone call is not in the theatrical. Yeah. Uh, the scene where he like flies and they're like standing out there. Or he, that like, flies is the that's in there. That's in the theatrical. Yeah. But I think it's extended but, in this too. Yeah, it's extended in this, and then it also like it makes more sense like following the phone call. Yeah. Like him reaching out to his mom to like talk about the turmoil, inner turmoil. Right. Because you really get, you get such a sense of like Superman in this one. And yeah. the, in the Ultimate Edition where he's just, he's, I mean, he's like kind of questioning what, what's being questioned. And you don't really get that in the, I remember the theatrical release was more like, the theatrical release came off more like, no, I'm Superman, fuck you. Yeah. Like, whereas this one was like, hey, you know, this is getting Clark to me. has feelings. Yeah. Like, so, and I feel like that's important because yeah. that's like a very important aspect of alien Superman dude being in our world. Yeah. He's, so. he like, ha- he has feelings, you know, we, yeah. you know, it, we talked on the on the weekly uh earlier um last week i guess now but uh we talked on the weekly about uh the star wars stuff where the actors were getting harassed and like uh the guy that played um jar jar like almost killed himself yeah um i mean that's legit right like right if if you're the most popular person in the world right yeah superman yeah. And the world doesn't agree on whether you should exist. <laughs> yeah. Like that's going to fuck with you unless you're just like you don't you have no feelings and Superman has feelings. So like yeah. it shows that it shows that like uneasiness that he has with the whole thing and like how it's fucking with him and how he needs to go talk to his mom like everyone else does, right? Yeah. Like everybody needs to talk to their mom, yeah. or talk to their dad or whoever they're like, you know, they're uh their guidance is yeah and you know he also goes and talks to his dad which that's in in the original but there's a part where he's walking up the mountain which was added in this one and i don't understand either part like neither part really makes sense in in the movie like i feel like there was more cut from that yeah i i get the general idea of what they were going for it's his like it's his journey into the wilderness, like in a time of trouble, like, yeah. and his dad is the one that appears to him as, but that's like a whole ass part of the movie. Yeah. Not like a two scene thing. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's still not expanded enough. Um, which, you know, leads me back to saying this could have been right. Like, watching the ultimate edition. Like I realized it gets this it could closer. Have been yeah. One of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff added with Lex Luthor. Uh, this says that he's communing with. I think he was just like learning about Steppenwolf and the mother boxes. Yeah. Um, because earlier in the movie, um, when Lex takes over the crash scout ship, he finds out that the computer has like knowledge of a hundred over a hundred thousand worlds. And I think that line was added. I don't think that was in the original. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent on that. That's not in this list. But I don't mm. remember that. Um, and he's like, well, fuck, teach me. <laughs> I, I want to know everything. Yeah. Um, so at this point, he's on the uh, Steppenwolf chapter uh, <laughs> when, he gets, <laughs> when he gets arrested. Uh, and then after he gets arrested, um, 
at the end of the movie, uh, Batman pays him a visit, um, and uh, there's a something about beating the rat by pleading insanity, and Batman's like, "Oh, that's okay. I know some people, and we'll 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 get you sent to Arkham Asylum." <laughs> I still have some friends still has there. some friends there. Yeah. Um. There's also like a whole ass role for Jenna Malone that was taken out. Yeah. Uh, she plays uh, Jeanette Clyburn, a laboratory technician who in the comics worked at Star Labs. Um, in this, she works for the Pentagon, but I mean, could be Star Labs. Yeah. Um, this is funny because this, this article is from like 2016. So they're like talking about, yeah, she could be an upcoming movie, especially C- Cyborg. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> uh, it doesn't add a whole lot, but it, they talk a lot about the uh, the bullet that uh, Lois retrieves from uh, her journal. It's just like a bunch of stuff that like makes the movie feel more like a story instead of highlights. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some stuff that is just kind of random. More scenes of Metropolis and Kansas are added in the wake of Superman's death. Um, more talking between Superman and Luthor before Doomsday comes out of the like chrysalis. Uh, Lois figuring out that Wally was going to blow blow up the Capitol building um, because he had purchased groceries, and he's she's like he didn't plan yeah. on dying yet. Let's see. Oh. Batman stealing the kryptonite. That th- there's a whole ass part of yeah. showing the aftermath of Batman stealing the kryptonite that's like not even in the fucking uh, original movie. So it's just like, oh yeah, Luther has this kryptonite, and then Batman has this kryptonite. Well, how did he get this kryptonite? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, just had it. Okay. <laughs> um. There's a there's a kind of random Ben Affleck shower scene. Yeah. I mean thanks, I guess. Like motherfucker got ripped. Dude, he, he got, got so fucking, fucking yoked for this role. Uh and it it we'll talk about this later, but like not this shower scene, but just like him being <laughs> him him being Batman like I'm sad that we only got two movies of it. Yeah. Uh there's a John Stewart you liked like him show cameo Batman in this. Yeah. I cannot wait to watch you watch Justice League. Oh yeah. Snyder cut. Yeah. Oh fuck, dude. It's basically like like 45 minutes of the movie that's added is like Batman and all of the Batman scenes are better in the Snyder cut. Fuck yeah. Than what they were in the Justice League movie. Awesome. Yeah, so like I mean, I wish I'm gonna well, let me finish this. Yeah, go finish. <laughs> uh there was a John Stewart Daily Show thing. Um Yeah. And then uh oh there we see the Gotham and, Tr- and Metropolis football game. Yeah. And the Gotham PD just like watching the football game and ignoring calls. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, which is that's Gotham as fuck. Yeah. Um <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much everything that was added. Uh you guys can uh, go watch the movie twice or not. Just believe me. Probably, probably what you're gonna do. 
<laughs> but uh, I, I, I think this version of the movie is a hundred times better than the the uh, the theatrical cut. Yes, I agree with you. Um, like the story for one, the story makes sense. Like they cut so much important shit out in the theatrical cut. It just literally doesn't fucking make sense at times. Yeah, no. Cause like, you're just like, well, why is Superman being a douche? And it's like, yeah. well, because fucking Lex made him think Batman's a bad guy. Yeah. Like, and why is, why is Batman being a douche? Well, because Lex made him think Superman was a bad guy. <laughs> like he was already scared of him, but then he was like, oh no, he's actually a bad guy. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that whoever wrote this put that shit in there. And then they're just like, oh man, it's too long. It's too long. We can't have a three hour movie. We gotta cut this down. Let's take out these random parts. I'm just gonna like, look, I'm gonna close my eyes. <laughs> and we're gonna fast forward. And then, uh, yeah, cut this part out from here to... uh to right here yeah. and that's what they did yeah 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 i don't i i was like astounded watching it this time because i was just like i i just i didn't want to be wrong how much i hated batman versus superman yeah. and all the shit I've no, i mean i understand that i'm and then like looking up what was different afterwards i was like oh that makes sense why i enjoyed it this this, this time. time yeah like because the first time i was just like like from the very beginning uh, well, not from the very beginning, but pretty much from the Africa scene on in the theatrical cut, I was like, what in the fuck? Yeah. And then watching it this time, I was like, I don't remember this making sense. This makes so much more sense. Because mm, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. So that that's like, that's, I don't know, that is like taking in a breath of fresh air. Because um, like, I want, I'm not like, I mean, I am a Marvel fanboy, but I don't yeah. subscribe to the one has to be better than the other. I have to take one side over the other. No, hell no. Like, dude. that shit's dumb. Like, I want both to succeed and make each other better. Right. And I don't understand how Warner Brothers fucked this up so hard. Because if they would have released this cut as the theatrical, I feel like it would have done a lot better. Mm -hmm. And then they should have released the Snyder Cut as the theatrical. I like. I mean, I get that they were weary of the runtimes, but fuck, dude! Like, fans don't care. Like, we would have went and watched a four-hour movie. Maybe give us a fucking a mid-session interlude to go piss, but like, we would have went and watched a. Fucking three hour Batman versus Superman. We would have went and watched a fucking four hour Justice League movie. Like, give me a piss break in the four hour one, please. But I will 100% watch it. Yeah. So I don't like, I don't know. I don't understand people, the decisions. They people make. watch Titanic. Titanic was like three hours, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's been Titanic? proven time and time again that people will go watch the longer movies. I'm going to say two hours and 58 minutes. Titanic, 1997. Three hours and 14 minutes. I was off by 16 minutes. PG-13 with tits in it. Fucking <laughs> bullshit. 
Yeah, so like I just I don't I don't know. I don't understand like how Warner Brothers fucked this up so hard. Even furthermore, having the evidence in front of them that all of this universe could have worked. Yeah, man. Like Like there's a lot that went into um Justice League failing and that went into the overall like DCEU failing. Because it's done, right? Like, we're... Especially with... I Yeah, like, with the Ezra Miller Ezra stuff Ezra Miller going stuff on, going on, the, like... The, like, the Amber Heard stuff going on for, yeah. Aqu- for the next Aquaman movie, like... Uh, her parts have been dramatically cut for that, too. Yeah, so, like, uh, how much of that movie is going to make her. sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, like, they should just cut her out of all of it and have someone come in and reshoot her Yeah, scenes. do the, the uh, Nataro thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like, if they had released this initially as the theatrical, I feel like there would have been a wholly different, uh, reaction. And that probably would have changed what, what, what happened with Justice League. Yeah. Um, not, not necessarily in how it ended up initially but like I feel like there would have been a little bit more goodwill going into it um so it might not have gotten as bad a reaction as it did yeah and right? I feel like the movie would have been better cause there's still there's yeah there was still like I don't personal hype things up the Zack Snyder cut too much because there's still problems sure but there you know like that that movie came out the way it did when it did because of other things that weren't about like the movie. Right. Right. Yes. So like that might that would have still kind of played out that that way, right? Yeah. Um barring your butterfly effect idea, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but uh if it had still played out the same way, I don't I still think it would have had a better reception probably. Yeah. Right? Just from goodwill of this moving being being a lot better than it was. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean I think that too. Um and I think we would still have Ben Affleck Batman. Yeah, which I enjoy. So let's talk about the movie. Yeah. Uh so let's do good stuff. Uh, ben Affleck Batman. Ben Affleck Batman. Henry Cavill fucking Superman. Yeah. I love Henry Cavill as Superman. I, I know I, he's a little more dark and brooding than the regular Boy Scout, but I think he he like when he's like you know they got him all clean shaven and stuff, and he doesn't look like fucking girl and stuff. Yeah. So like, I think he's totally fine uh, as the as the like clean cut Boy Scout Superman. Yeah, like he just like everything around him is darker, so he doesn't like shine the same way as like yeah. Superman usually does. Is I guess what I'm saying. But I think he Henry Cavill like pulls that off. Like, yeah, he still manages to be a shining light in these darker movies. Yeah. Um. And so you know, I enjoy that. Uh, Amy Adams is Lois. Like, I love that. Yeah. I love that she like in this one specifically she like doesn't tell Clark stuff because she's like no you're gonna try to protect me yeah <laughs> and yeah she like lies to him because yeah. she wants to do her job and he's gonna be like no I'm Superman I can protect you from everything why would I let you do that <laughs> yeah and she's like no boundaries bro and he's like what I'm Superman uh, I'm I don't Superman. have boundaries 
boundaries. I can see through your clothes. I knew what your titties looked like the first day we met. You ain't got a lead line blouse. Yeah. So, um, like I like the casting. I think is all all really good. Uh, yeah. Fucking Irons as Alfred. Yes. Uh, fantastic. The interactions. So I I enjoy the interactions between uh Batfleck and Irons Alfred in this. Yeah. Specifically because like we have an older Batman, so he is a little bit more uh resolute, mm-hmm. and Alfred's still Alfred. Yeah. Alfred's like still like. Alfred knows that he's like banging on a a brick wall like he's not getting anywhere but he still like is going through the motions of complaining he's like yeah hey you know it'd be great if you like got together with a chick as if that would ever fucking happen Uh, (laughs) I guess the you know future generations of the of the Wayne family are gonna have inherit a empty wine cellar if there ever is another generation, you know, like the fucking shit is fantastic. I love, I love that like chemistry that they have. Um, I think it was fantastic casting and I think it was fantastically, uh, well acted. Yeah. And I like how, I like how involved Alfred is. Yes. Uh, with all the tinkering and like you get to see, which we got a little bit of, in the Nolan Batman mm-hmm. movies, but like in this, you really get a sense of like how much Alfred actually helps him. Right. And I, I like that. Um, the, the involved Alfred is very, very cool. Um, yeah. I think the story itself is pretty good. Like since we're not getting like what actually happened in, uh, was that Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, I think so. Uh, where, Batman and Superman fight and uh so like they fight a few times but specifically like Batman wearing the the bat armor that yeah. the armor that in this movie was stylized after um like kind of that idea of how that worked out and Batman being older that's from that particular Frank Miller storyline yeah um we weren't going to get that right right uh like that exact adaptation so this is like pretty wildly different but has like a um a similar outcome i guess right yeah uh and the way it plays out i think i think is pretty good like you know batman's like oh fuck i'm like getting on an age there's this thing that just showed up I yeah. and it's like fucking shit up like yeah. and I don't know if it could you know it could be a bad guy that's pretending to be a good guy yeah um and I don't know and if I can do something about it I have to yeah because I'm the only one that seems to be like capable or willing yeah right yeah and you get like it's he's uh so like Ben Affleck's Batman is very much uh, like if you ever watched, which I know you did, but yeah. if you know if you watch Justice League, yeah, the cartoon. Um, oh yeah, you get and in the comics too, like some of the some of the DC stuff I've read. Like Batman is when Batman is on his own, he's like a particular. He has like a particular personality, and then when Batman is with like the Justice League, yeah, he's like different. Because he like has to be right. He's right. like a regular man, but he's like surrounded by I gods. Mean, gods, essentially. Yeah. 
and gods and aliens and yeah and i feel like ben affleck did an amazing job of like having that like like portraying that uneasy feeling right specifically with his face because he never says anything that makes him sound weak right ever yeah he's like and it's great he just kind of has like like the I'm trying not to be slack jawed that that just happened right now, but I yeah. am kind of slack jawed. Yeah. Um. Or like there's there's an image that they use uh a lot, um, from when the very beginning of the movie when he's watching uh the shit hit the fan during uh, Man of Steel. Basically, yeah. he like goes to Metropolis because he hears that shit is going down. And he goes to like try and help people at his, one of his buildings of his of the Wayne Corporation. Yeah, and uh, and he like has this little girl in his arms, and he's like looking up, like he's like pissed and terrified at the same time, and like it's written completely clearly as like as though it was sharpied on his forehead. Yeah, you know, on his <laughs> face, and like that's the shit that makes Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne in this movie fantastic. He like portrays so many things like with his face. Yeah. That like you would see that like, you know, Batman would try to hide these things, but sometimes he can't. Yeah. And, and like, so would Bruce for the most part, because like Bruce isn't supposed to be, you know, um, He's supposed to be a regular person, but like yeah. a billionaire, but a regular person. Yeah. So like he's not supposed to understand some of the things that uh are happening that, in front of him. Yeah, that are happening. Yeah, he uh Yeah, he's like he shows you, he doesn't tell you. Yes. And you know, I mean that's 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 part of what makes it entertaining. That's part of what makes you not feel talked down to. Right. In a movie, you know? Um and so I, I, he just does such a good job. And so you bring up the opening scene. Well, not the opening scene, but you bring up the beginning um, where Bruce is going. He's in Metropolis during the events of Man of Steel. Yeah. And that is one of the things that I think they did such an awesome job with, uh, like starting the movie out with that. Like, mm. hey, this is where Bruce was mm-hmm. when that shit that happened in the same universe went down. Yeah. Like, and I, that was, that was such a good way to kick off the story. Yes. Cause you get where, you know, Bruce is in the shit. He's watching the shit on the ground level. Yeah. He, he's boots on the ground, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like seeing it happen, like from a, every other human's perspective. Yeah. Whereas in Man of Steel, you're like, are they, are they killing thousands of people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like and that was like a lot of people's complaint about Man of Steel, right? They were just like, "Oh man, the wanton destruction blah blah blah." And then like and yeah. then like you you don't you don't even know until you watch this. Yeah. Cuz like you have an idea because like there's like, you know, uh Perry and and Lois and like a couple other people like their building collapses in Man of Steel and stuff and like yeah. Superman has to save them. But like in this, it looks like footage from 9-11. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. it's, like seriously, that's what they took inspiration from. Yeah, like, they had. I to don't. Have. They had to have. It literally, like, if you've ever seen some of the like video from people on the street during nine eleven when the fucking towers collapse and like the whole street gets filled with fucking debris and smoke and like yeah. there's just like random people coming out like fucking ghosts in the mists and shit. Yeah. This is exactly what this looks like. Yeah. Yeah, it it it's such a good scene and the way it's shot is so so done done so well. Like yeah. it I it really just like kicks off the movie and gives you like a sense of like how the Bruce scale? feels. Yeah, yeah, and the scale of, you know, what can happen and you know, it starts with, you know, uh what's the the very opening scene is uh Bruce is a kid, right? Yes. Yeah, because you get that during the credits, which I also super appreciated was how they did the Batman origin stuff. Mm -hmm. And like there's a few extra minutes added to the ultimate edition of yes, that beginning there's scene. There's more to that, yeah. Um cuz like you don't you don't really need Batman's origin. And you did you need it for this movie? Not necessarily, but it still adds instead of just being fluff. So like I think it still works. Plus you um, get uh you get Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne. Yeah. And, and uh, uh neither of us are gonna remember her name. Nope. <clears throat> God damn it. The full cast and crew for the ultimate edition only goes down to Ezra Miller. <laughs> There's a lot more people than that in this. Her name is Lauren Cohen. Thank you. She plays uh, Maggie on The Walking Dead, and she's also in Supernatural. Yeah, Bill. Bella. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, you get them uh, as the parents, as the Waynes. Yeah, uh, Thomas and Martha. Which, like, I really... Oh, man, dude. I would really love to see the Flashpoint with Jeffrey Dean yes. as Batman and... Lauren uh, Cohen. Lauren as Joker. Like I would watch the shit out of that. I think they would both do such a magnificent job yeah. for those roles. Like that would be uh They're both great actors. Yes. So Yeah, that would be super cool. Um I mean they basically are just like completely writing this movie off, but Yeah. We're still talking about it. So <laughs> <laughs> So then you get, you know, and then you move, you move on from the Metropolis scene and you, uh, what's next? It goes straight to Lois in Africa, right? Oh man, I think so. Yeah. Something along those lines, but just the way the story progresses, like it's, it, it, it's not disjointed in this version. Yeah. It's smoother. Um, you know, what's going on when you get to another scene. It's not just like <laughs> random. Yeah. Um, Let's get to some of the problems. Okay. Um which which we're we're at one of my problems. Okay. Um there's a lot of like Bruce in particular has a lot of dream sequences which you don't know are dream sequences until like something fucking completely nutty happens. Yeah. Um which it can be a problem and cannot be a problem because like yeah. it depends on how you look at it. If you look at it like it's a dream, you should be confused, then it's not a problem. If you look at it as, I want to know what the fuck's happening the whole time, yeah, it's totally a problem. Right. 
Um, and and him like, and I don't remember if they make it make sense in the Snyder cut, so we'll find out next week. But mm. him like having these dreams, like in this at least, like doesn't really make sense, right? Because he's like having he's basically having premonitions. premonitions yeah so the first one is uh has to do with his mom so like th- that that's this is another problem that i have with this movie um is that like some of the foreshadowing and some of the uh like themes that are not obvious parts of the plot mm-hmm. they beat you over the head with yeah uh in particular the martha thing yeah. Um like in his in the intro to the movie when his parents die, his name his mother's name is repeated over and over again. Yeah. Um he then has a dream later in the movie um where he goes and lays flowers at their graves on the on the Wayne property. Uh for some reason the mansions burn out. I don't it doesn't talk about that. Yeah. Um but uh when he lays or when he puts uh he puts some flowers in a sconce in like a mausoleum uh in front of his mother's uh stone and blood starts seeping out and then like a bat monster like fucking bursts out. Yeah. Uh just like further putting more emphasis on his mom. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just like, hey, Martha, hey, Martha, hey, Martha, <laughs> hey, Martha. Um, and then like that ends up being the like the thing that everyone bitched about in this movie because like yeah. this movie th- at least was a fucking mess, yeah, j- j- in general, yeah. right? But like the thing that everyone latched onto and bitched about the most was the Martha thing, yeah, and not necessarily what I'm talking about the the foreshadowing. It's the the climactic battle between Superman and uh, Batman and. Superman stops Batman in his fucking tracks by being like, with Batman's foot on his throat, his he's like depowered, got Batman's armored boot on his throat, and Bat- Batman's about to stab him with a fucking uh, kryptonite spear of longinus. <laughs> and because in this universe, Superman is Jesus. Yeah. Um, and he's like, you're gonna let them kill Martha. And Batman's just like, why'd you say my mom's name, bro? <laughs> Martha? Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? Over and over again. And, yeah. And, like, they never figure it out in between them. Fucking Lois has to come over and be like, it's his mom's name. Jesus Christ, boys, stop fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, in like just in general, the whole Martha thing, but like also like some of the foreshadowing is beaten over your head, and a couple of the themes. I know there was another one that I can't remember off the top of my head. There's one where like they literally like come out and be like, "Hey, this thing, hey, this thing in the scene," and I can't remember what the fuck it was. Is it the Superman being Jesus? No, it wasn't that no, one. Because there's literally a newscast where they're talking about messianic figures across history. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what like they they also like 
Yeah, Superman's Jesus. That's why when we were watching it, we were talking about <laughs> Superman dying, and I was like, yeah, just, it's not a big deal. Oh, Russell was like, uh, well, don't fucking bury him under the ground. He won't get any sun and come <laughs> back. And I was like, don't worry about it. He'll be back in three days. <laughs> just put a big rock in front of it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, like, that's, there's a couple of problems with it where it's just like, hey, people are dumb. Can we be less subtle about this? Yes. Yes, we can. And they did. They were incredibly unsubtle about several things in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, and that, that's, that's, that's one of the, in, in particular, that is one of the things that I'm referencing when I say this could have been one of the best movies ever made because some of the themes are nice and subtle. Yeah. Some of the themes they just like fucking beat into the ground. Yeah. And instead like you could have used that dialogue or exposition for like character development or anything mm. and, or not had it mm -hmm. like cuz you know even at 3 hours like there is still some fluff in the movie that could be yeah. cut like Ooh. literally every single one of Bruce's premonitions. Yeah, so the nightmare premonition, like, I think, I think, like, that could have been, I mean, I, I think it was fun watching it. It is fun. But it does, it's completely unnecessary, and yeah. it totally makes, it totally goes the other direction, right? It makes it, it makes it, like, oh, fuck, Superman is a bad guy. Yeah. Not, uh, well, you know. Lex is manipulating him. Right. So there was, a, there was a thing, there was an original idea for the movie that made a couple things make more sense. So at some point or other, Lois was supposed to die. Yes. And which would have made Flash being, Flash coming and saying, she's the key, she's the key, like made more sense, make more sense. Cause right. it was supposed to be in reference to Lois, not, Martha. He literally says Lois. Yeah. It's Lois. She's the key. Yeah. So, like, it would have made that make more sense, and it would have made Superman... Because Superman, in in the Snyder Cut, was supposed to come back and find out that Lois had died, and that was why he lost all of his shit. Not because he rises from the dead and is currently insane. Yeah. Because he came back from the black abyss or whatever which is like okay like i like if you die and you like i mean it doesn't happen with people that have near-death experiences but like if you're a superpowered being and you're going to be dead for a while and you come back to life like there's a chance you might come back insane for a few moments insane in the membrane <laughs> um they should have used a lazarus pit and then it would have made sense yeah um and and batman is like post because that also would make sense why he's like killing everyone. Yeah, that he fights. Yeah, because he's like, <laughs> "Fuck this! I'm not fighting some guy like 25 times. I had one of them fucking kill my f fucking ward and taunt me about it. He, that motherfucker's dead. This other one, I had to like cut his fucking head off and make sure his daughter didn't drop his body in a pit <laughs> of fucking shit, so he didn't come back a hundred times. That son of a bitch. Now I just shoot fools like." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so it, it beats you over the head with some of the stuff there's definitely stuff that still could have been cut um i didn't need the entire justice league 
unveiling in the movie, which I think that's in the fucking original cut anyway. Yeah, it is. Cause, but so in this, you actually get, uh, in this, it makes sense. Yeah. You're like, Oh, Lex is tracking all these meta humans. And in the original, it looks like, uh, Batman is tracked because in this one it was very clear that he got the data from the shit that he had stolen from Lex. I think it was in the original too, but it wasn't like as clear. Maybe, yeah. He still does all that stuff, but it's not like, oh yeah, this is the thing from Lex. Let me open yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So in the original, I was I just thought Batman was tracking the metahumans, yeah. and then was confused why he himself was tracking the metahumans. Right. So in this one, I was like, oh, he's confused why Lex is tracking metahumans. Right. Or the existence of. So then there's the other thing is like, Flash like actually showed up. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense with the plot. Yeah. <laughs> in either version. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it would make sense. If he just didn't say Lois, it would make sense. And then it, he does, and it's like, Whoa. she never dies, though. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that I could, I could have done without pretty much all of, like, if you would have just had Bruce have one nightmare where Batman is going insane or not where Superman is going insane. Yeah. And he's like, you get that real terrified, like Batman's having a nightmare about Superman killing him. Right. Like, but like Batman doesn't like fear death. So like, even no, I, it should have been more like the, the thing that Scarlet Witch shows Tony, right? Like, yeah, he sees everyone else die. Yeah. Like he sees Alfred die. Yeah. He sees, he Alfred sees die all of Gotham laid waste. Yeah. Right? And, like, fucking Superman sitting on a throne of bodies in Metropolis. Dude. A skull chair. Yeah. And, like, that's what he's afraid of. But, like, the whole nightmare sequence in this doesn't make sense because if it was a dream, A, he wouldn't, he doesn't know who fucking Flash is yet because the thing hasn't finished decrypting. Yeah. And if it's actually Flash, then it's from a version of the future that never exists because they never got to a point where Lois is in trouble. Yeah. Enough to where she was, she was the key. She's gonna die and somebody's gonna take control of Superman. Yeah. It's like, what the yeah. fuck was that? <laughs> like, And then, like, when Bruce wakes up, there's still... So Bruce is awake during the vision, quote-unquote. Yeah. But then, then when he, he like, wakes, wakes up. up, there's still papers flying around everywhere. Yeah. So... It actually happened. Yeah. And he, like, but it doesn't make sense afterwards. Like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree. It also, I also don't think that it makes sense. Um, um, it could have been if they had made it shorter and it was literally just about Superman, you could have had like this nebulous, it was a dream or it wasn't a dream. You don't know if it, and if it like happened after he looked at the files, like, you yeah. know, he could have like dreamed Flash coming back and talking to him. Um, but like, was it a dream? Maybe it wasn't. And make it make sense with the fucking plot of the movie, please. Yeah. 
but it didn't need to be like five or ten minutes long, however long it was. But that's kind of, you know, that's kind of the thing like the that was wrong with this movie. And I think that's why they like took an axe to it, but like they took took an axe to all the wrong shit. Yeah, I agree. Cause it could have been a two and a half hour movie. It could have been a two hour movie. Yeah. But they should have gotten rid of Doomsday, the nightmare sequence. Um you know, some of the random extra shit that, you know, wasn't necessary, but like kept in the character development. Kept kept in the plot because they cut the plot for the fucking theatrical <laughs> version. Um keep the plot. You know, you need those parts to explain what the fuck is happening in the movie. Um But then like there's also some like CG that I really didn't enjoy in this movie. Um yeah. Which this is something that they that a lot of people bitch about about the uh the DCEU is like the color. Um and I think it especially becomes a problem in uh the Batman versus Superman fight and the uh the Doomsday fight. Yeah. Where you're just like, are they it just looks like they're fighting in a in a muddy gray tone. Um muddy gray tone in the like blue gray in the Superman and Batman fight and then like brown and red in the uh doomsday fight. Yeah. Where he's like you can see what's happening but you kind of can't and like yeah, everything kind of like, blends together, it gets muddy. One point in the Batman versus Superman fight, there's he's like like Batman is CG'd. Yes. Like all of him. Yes. And like it doesn't make sense cuz some of the other scenes are like him Practical. in a crazy outfit yeah so like why why didn't you just make sure you could write the fight in a way that it was practical or why didn't superman just show up and batman decide to listen for three minutes yeah (laughs) Yeah. you know uh but you you called it batman versus superman so i guess you have to have uh some sort of fight between the two of them um which is fine you just it could have been done better and it could have ended better uh like cuz like superman goes like superman isn't going to stop batman even though batman has put the suit back on and superman previously in the movie told him he was done mhm which is like I was have a problem with that scene like cuz it ends up being cheesy like it could have been a really awesome scene like cuz Batman's like, do you bleed? And Superman flies off, and then it cuts back to a kind of close-up of Batman, and he's like, you will. Yeah. And I just don't want that, like, at all. Like, yeah. that, him saying that, the you will part, like, if that just wasn't there, and it was just Batman asking, do you bleed? Mm-hmm. It would, and Superman flies off, it would have been so much better. Mm-hmm. I'd have been like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, they've all got the, uh, what, well, who was uh, Tom's friend in Parks and Rec? Uh, uh, John Ralphio. John Ralphio, where he does the rhymes and he's like amazing. He's like an amazing rapper, and then he just like goes like half a line too far every time. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody has that disease or whatever that fucking like <laughs> that mental tick. There's like, yeah, he's gonna say this, and somebody's like, oh yeah, that's really badass, and then he's gonna say this, oh yeah, that's super cool, and then he's gonna say this. Why though? You. You should have stopped already. No, no, no. It's great. It's going to be great. <laughs> and like, 
I don't know. Like I've seen that multiple times though. Like there's a couple times in this movie. Uh, one of the worst ones, in my opinion, is is Thanos in uh, in Infinity War when he says like uh, something about it. Uh, <sighs> something about like your destiny or whatever. And then he's like, "And I'm here." And then it's like you just needed to not say that that yeah. I am here. Yeah. Part like the other part was like made sense and was like referential to like literature and stuff. Yeah. And then he's just like, he's like, yeah. And it's me, bitch. Like (laughs) (laughs) shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. There's a fine line between, between poignant and cheesy. Yeah. And you have to, you have to walk it. Sometimes they cut cut the cheddar. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) people like overstep. Yeah. So, um, but like Superman's going to ask Batman for help. When he and before they fight, and then he gets there, and Batman set up like this huge trap, and like he would, it's fair. Yeah. Batman would go through and like set the battlefield and make Superman fight on his terms. Yeah, because uh, that's the, that's the smartest thing to do when you gotta fight a super powered alien. Um, and then you know, and it just like I don't know it just could have it could have been so much better but I'm at least glad that the ultimate edition makes sense and is like a cohesive movie um and then so doomsday I don't like like I I get it I understand why you did it the way you did Mm -hmm. but you should have just had him make a Kryptonian abomination instead of making doomsday the Kryptonian abomination. So like, cause like doomsday doomsday's uh, origin is he's like, these scientists go to like the, the most uh, uninhabitable apex predator fooled filled like planet. And they like genetically engineer this thing to go out and basically become the apex predator. Mm. And doomsday so doomsday is like on this planet for like thousands of years until and his his power is to evolve Mm -hmm. uh to become more powerful every time so he's like on this planet and he takes thousands of years to become the apex predator of this planet and then basically essentially which i think is awesome uh doomsday just gets bored and like so it like goes to find the uh most powerful thing he can fight and he ends up coming across superman on earth and like that's awesome it's simple yes but like i mean doomsday is just like a, a killing machine that's not really what happens in the death of superman though does it not does someone like send him to earth he was already here. He's like captured by. Uh, I guess I'm kind of fuzzy on how exactly he gets to Earth, but I don't remember how he gets there. But he's like, uh, who the fuck is that? Uh, Cad Cadmus. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Um, they have him like locked up, mm. like underground, and like at the end of like a bunch of. Superman books like the last page is like him in this cell punching the side of the cell and he's like wearing like a complete like he's like 
in a cell strapped to a chair and like completely covered in like cables and shit like tying him up and completely like head to toe covered in like a green suit yeah and like blinded and he like is punching the wall and like every time he punches it his like knuckles get out like come out and get sharper and stuff because he has like the the adapting bone like steel or whatever the fuck it is yeah uh and he eventually gets out and then he fights uh god damn it i don't remember the name of these fucking groups in dc um he fights a bunch a bunch of like lower level justice league people so like uh guy gardner with a yellow ring he doesn't have uh a green lantern ring mm-hmm. i don't remember what, it's like one of the wep- rings from the weaponer yeah um him uh fire and ice the uh the two chicks the two like uh i can't remember what their name that their names are fire and ice but like i don't remember what the like their real names were um blue beetle uh the guardian or i think his name is guardian He, he works for cadmus he wears like a yellow and blue suit has like a Captain America kind of shield, yeah. but it looks more like like a police, like a police badge, yeah. Shape. Um, who the fuck else was there? Uh, there was a couple of other characters. They're all like trying to stop him, uh, and he basically like fucking almost kills all of them, right? Yeah. Uh, and then Superman finally shows up, and they fight. Um, but what what gets him to go to Metropolis is he's like kicking everybody's asses and he's in like some random small town and he goes into like a uh like a department store mm-hmm. and there's a uh TV playing an ad for like a wrestling live show in <laughs> Metropolis. and it's it's like I'm gonna kick so-and-so's ass on Sunday in Metropolis come there and watch Armageddon or whatever you know (laughs) and he's like Metropolis (laughs) Metropolis (laughs) (laughs) and he like he like Hulk jumps to Metropolis and then he ends up fighting Superman because he has a geography degree right? well he sees the sign there's literally oh, like okay. literally jumps by a fucking metropolis 60 you miles that way metropolis is yeah here. uh yeah i mean that's good too uh, i don't remember i don't remember how he gets there like i'm sure they like retconned it later yeah like how he got there but that's yeah. how it starts in i don't see i don't know the if, death of Superman i don't know books. if the thing i read about doomsday is like his initial origin or his like later origin yeah like I mean, he's come like, back other and been fought other is times. Also fucked. Oh yeah. So I don't. I it's don't. been it's been like completely redone like four times in the last ten, ten years. years. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, but I don't know. Like, I get what they're going for in the movie. I just, I it didn't have to be Doomsday. And if it was going to be Doomsday, it could have been like they could because like I I do believe in the comics Doomsday is part Kryptonian. I believe it's Kryptonian scientists that take this uh, that do this weird experiment and take him to this like weird apex planet. But I just think it could have been done better, and it could have been done as the second movie instead of being shoehorned into this movie. Yeah. 
Because, like, theoretically, like, these three movies should have, or these two movies should have been three movies. and Or, like, you know, you have Man of Steel, then you have Batman vs. Superman, then you have, Super, like, Man of Steel 2, and then you have Justice League, and then we also could have got a Batman movie in there. They just were rushing, like, Warner Brothers was just, like, rushing the whole process trying to catch up to Marvel and the Avengers. Yeah, definitely. And, like, it hurt the storytelling, it hurt the it hurt the movies and you know, it was just a mistake. Uh, let's see. This is weird. Cause it like has just like paragraph breaks in between different versions. So I'm not sure what exactly I'm reading here. <laughs> uh, doomsday rampaging, seemingly mindless murder monster, murdering monster who killed Superman. He is a result of Kryptonian genetic engineering gone awry. Uh, in the Death of Superman comic storyline in which he first appeared, he mysteriously batches, bashes his way out of a metallic holding cell miles underground, dug his way up, and began senselessly killing and destroying everything he saw. His motives were initially unknown, but his nature was obvious. He was incredibly powerful, merciless, and seemingly unstoppable. He easily defeated the Justice League before confronting Superman. Doomsday is the only one in main comics continuity to ever kill Superman, and he did so simply by beating the Man of Steel to death. Doomsday was killed in the battle as well, but later healed himself and returned to life stronger than before. Superman has encountered him on numerous occasions since. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a Smallville version <laughs> uh, that was created by General Zod and Feora. Hmm. Um, a couple different animated versions. But yeah. Do you see the thing I was talking about at all? Nope. Now I'm wondering if I made it up. Oh, here we go. Here's a biography from the comics. Thousands of years in the Krypton's obscure past, long before the humanoid Kryptonian race emerged or managed to gain dominance over the planet, Doomsday was originally an infant humanoid, probably a Kryptonian, he he was known at this point simply as Baby. <laughs> An alien scientist known as Bertrand uh, saw the environment of his homeworld uh, during this time. Uh, Krypton was a violent and harsh world equivalent of hell, where only the absolute strongest life forms could afford to survive. Because of this, Bertrand w- was influenced to create the perfect creature that could be suitable for the Kryptonian environment and decided to perform experiments on, on a baby. Due to the cruel nature of the experiments, the baby evolved into a killing monster with a hatred of all life. Uh, after a long period of dormancy, Doomsday awakened within his holding cell below the Earth's surface and burrowed his way to the surface and started rampaging across the countryside, slowly making his way towards Metropolis. Interesting. Yeah, so he was like kind of what you said. Yeah, so I I don't know. Like they could have they could just could have completely cut that. Yeah. And or yeah. and or done it better like if it would have been the primary point of the movie Man of Steel 2. Right. Instead of being hey, we need something for Batman and Superman to fight together and Wonder Woman to show up for. Which like I don't hate like, I actually really like the Wonder Woman stuff in this, and, like, her inclusion. I think it would have been better if it was, like, Metalo. Yeah. Like, if you had just turned Metalo into, like, a a mech that fucking... A crypt, kryptonite-powered mech that fucking Lex creates. Yeah. And it's like, I just need a time to finish it. 
That's why I wanted you guys to fight. And if one killed the other, then great. Then he wouldn't have the other one's help to fight this guy. Yeah. Here's Metalo. It makes way more sense than Doomsday. You can still kill Superman with it because it has Kryptonite. Like, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, are you prepared to go under, under the cow? So Dave did his due diligence. He did. And then was unable to join us today. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, due to COVID. Not that he has COVID, but he is awaiting to see if he has effects of such. So we did the responsible thing. And Dave is in isolation. Yep. So he sent us his under the cow preparations. In which case, I am going to teach you about a weird villain. Oh, fuck. I love weird villains. Joe Coin, spelled with a Y, <laughs> aka the Penny Plunderer. I have not pre-read this. Oh my god. Uh, the Penny Plunderer is a golden age foe of Batman who was obsessed with stealing exclusively pennies. He is generally seen as being amongst the Dark Knight's most laughable rogues and is responsible for the giant penny which has become a staple of the Batcave. Mm. Joe Coyne began his career Neat. stealing... Oh, wait, wrong thing. <laughs> Joe Coyne began his career selling newspapers for only a penny but he was soon caught stealing pennies. He now commits crimes which center around pennies. The giant penny often shown in the Batcave is a trophy of Batman's defeat of the penny plunderer. Though he is a classic adversary of Batman, he has recently been retconned out of Batman's rogues gallery. The giant penny has also been the focus of a retcon and is now canonically known as an item that Two-Face attempted to use to crush Batman. The Penny Plunderer's last known whereabouts were in Arkham Asylum. He wore a green suit and had orange hair. He made only one appearance. Uh, powers and abilities, none, but has some penny-based gimmicks. And that has been your weird villain. What the fuck? <laughs> That's really neat that it, it was he, like, he was where the penny came from, but then it got retconned. Yeah. Because they were like, that guy's dumb, let's fucking change it. <laughs> the trophy's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, up next, we have a gadget. Which gadget? The bat signal. Or bat signal. Is a distress signal device appearing in the various interpretations of the Batman mythos. It is a specially modified Klieg. Klieg searchlight with a stylized symbol of a bat attached to the light so that it projects a large bat emblem on the sky or buildings of Gotham City. In the stories, the signal is used by the Gotham City Police Department as a method of contacting and summoning Batman to their assistance in the event of a serious crisis and as a weapon of psychological intimidation to the numerous villains of Gotham City. Sick. History origins. Uh, the fictional origin of the signal varies between timeline and media. It made its first appearance in Detective Comics number 60 in February of 1942. 
Jesus Christ. In the comics post-crisis continuity, the signal was introduced after the Batman's first encounter against the Joker, not unlike the first movie. In Batman, the man who laughs, in Batman and the Mad Monk, Gordon initially used a pager, but during a meeting with Batman, he threw it away, saying that he couldn't sneak around in the shadows like Batman and wanted a more above-board means of contacting him. Oh, that's interesting. And that's your bat gadget. Nice. And I don't know if Dave read any Batman stuff. I did not read any Batman stuff. Currently. Recently. I didn't either. So. Yeah. You want to go down to the corner then? Yeah. Let's go down to the corner. Let's grapple on down to the corner. uh, We're invading Dave's trivia corner. And uh, we're swinging into some trivia. I got a few more for here for you. <laughs> uh, in an interview on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, gross, uh, Ben Affleck said he was warned by Warner Brothers about the possible negative reaction to his casting and was advised to remain off the internet after casting announcement. He also said to assuage his concerns, the studio showed him negative comments that fans had art or initially made to previous superhero castings. Uh, Affleck said, in spite of the studio's warnings, he still checked out an <laughs> online message board. First comment he said was, Affleck is Batman? No. With like 16 O's and probably more than that, uh, exclamation points. After seeing that, he immediately went offline. So like, that's <laughs> fairly timid, uh, compared to some other things. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Smith told him his voice was too high to play Batman, so that's why they used a, uh, voice modulator. Huh. <laughs> uh, it says in this film Batman wears a, a voice modulator in a suit to electronically alter his voice after casting of Ben Affleck in the role this was an idea that had been suggested by his friend director Kevin Smith as he felt Affleck's natural speaking voice was too high pitched for Batman interesting Ben Affleck gained an additional 20 pounds of muscle and reached 8% body fat for his role as Bruce Wayne and you can fucking tell Jesus, Jesus. God damn. Uh, let's see. Uh, when discussing the film, Henry Cavill said it would address a major issue that fans and critics had with Man of Steel from 2013, involving the huge amount of collateral damage caused in the film's climax during Superman's battle with General Zod and Metropolis. Cavill said the future battle scenes in movies featuring Superman would involve him making sure to not harm civilians himself and to protect them from evil villains. Like, this is something that we talked about, I think, Several times, I, I don't know if we ever talked about Man of Steel, but we I think we've talked about this in particular before. Yeah, was that <clears throat> Superman was like it was young Superman, like he wasn't, yeah, he hadn't been Superman forever. He was like still trying to figure shit out. So yeah. like he, he's like fighting guys. He's never fought anything that was like him. Yeah, right. So it was like, oh shit, I gotta like get them the fuck out of here. And at first, he's just worried about surviving, yeah, right? and winning. And then he's like, oh, fuck, I just wrecked the whole goddamn place. <laughs> um, <clears throat> a rough cut of the film was shown for Warner Brothers executives. They were reportedly so impressed. They not only gave the film a standing ovation, but also began negotiating a deal with Ben Affleck to have him make three solo Batman movies rather than the original plan to make only one. <sighs> and then we got none. Yeah, and then we got none. 
uh, when Wallace Vernon Keefe ha- had been gathering uh, newspaper clips about Superman, a picture is seen where Superman is lifting a car about to smash it against a rock. The photo picture is a photo version of the cover of Action Comics number one from 1938, Superman's debut. That's cool. Uh oh, there's a Riddler style question mark graffitied on one of the pillars of Wayne Manor. Huh. I didn't catch that. Yeah, me either. Alfred's line about an empty wine cellar is taken directly from the graphic novel The Dark Knight Returns. Hmm. That's neat. Oh, I got one. I got one, Dave. <laughs> I fucking got one. <laughs> what uh okay (laughs) michael shannon never actually shot any scenes for this film and the production used a rubber dummy dummy for zod's corpse he stated in the movie there's a large rubber version of my naked body that lex Luthor is playing with i was not there the only thing i did for this movie is i did some adr for some lines that Zach thought he might use in the movie of a disembodied spirit talking to Lex. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Christian Bale mentioned in an interview that he felt like he wanted to continue playing Batman. He jokingly, he then jokingly said, I'm jealous of someone else playing Batman. In reality, however, he actually met with Ben Affleck when he was cast and wished him luck for the making of the film. Bale portrayed, well, we know what he did. Fuck you. Uh, there was an interesting one that I skipped over apparently oh a Batman and Superman film was originally pitched in August 2001 by Andrew Kevin Walker with Wolfgang Peterson to direct uh, Akiva Goldsman to script Goldsman's script had Bruce Wayne's fiance slain by the Joker which sends him on a revenge rampage that brings him into conflict with Superman who tries to stop him the film was shelved uh, but in Gold's, Goldman's uh, I Am Legend from 2007, a teaser poster for the film, The Superman Shield, Inside a Bat, was seen in the opening scene. It was rumored at the time that George Clooney would be reprising his role from Batman and Robin in 97, and John Travolta would play Superman. What the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> I I I I never want to see John Travolta play Superman. <laughs> uh Jeffrey Morgan was actually considered for the role of Bruce Wayne. Makes sense. Yeah. Um Oh yeah, I I caught this when we were watching it. Uh, in one scene, Clark says to Perry, when the Daily Planet was founded, it used to stand for something. Perry responds with, yeah, and if it were 1938, you could too. In Action Comics number one, which I said earlier, yep. featuring Superman, the debut of Superman was published in 1938. 1938. Which I thought that was, that was cool. Yeah, that was a, that was a good little reference. Uh, after seeing his performance in Cloud Atlas 2012... I don't know why you would want anyone that had anything to do with Cloud Atlas to be in anything ever again. Um, the studio wanted Tom Hanks Whoa. to portray Lex Luthor. That movie was awful, and I don't want to hear your reasons why it wasn't. Someone seems agitated. No, I hated that movie. I mean, that's fine. 
It, it's it a was, weird movie. It was real bad. That's the true true. Oh, it was a real weird movie. Uh, That's the true true. Yeah. <laughs> um, To be fair, I wasn't going to say it was a good movie. Okay. I was just like, I want to still see Tom Hanks and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. He, he, he shouldn't be banned from everything ever, but Halle Berry should. Um, well, she can't act, so. Yeah. Um, let's see. Wow, the biggest that Henry Cavill got was 220 pounds. Yeah, but he also, like, sits around, like, 10 to 12% body fat all the time. Yeah. So, it's, like, still pretty big dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, God, this is great. Um... When Gal Gadot was asked by a reporter, this is ridiculous, by the way, about how she would get Wonder Woman's breasts from the comics, because she's always drawn well endowed, um, because comic books, she <sighs> answered, Wonder Woman is Amazonian, and historically accurate Amazonian woman actually only had one breast, so if I really went by the book, it'd be problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> can't take it. I love her. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that's like sort of. Eh. Um, there's no historical record to prove that Amazon women had a breast removed. Uh, if that were the case, then statues, carvings would have be missing the right breast. Uh, other translation uh, translations of Amazon means large-breasted or without husband. Rather than without breast. Check the etymology of the word Amazon for further details. The idea of Amazonian women severing a breast for the sake of being a better better with a bow and arrow actually comes from a historical fiction novel, The Last of the Amazons, by Stephen Pressfield. Oh, interesting. At six foot two and three quarter inches. Dude, you're over six two. You don't need the three and three three quarters there. Uh which is a quarter inch one and a quarter inch uh, from Batman's uh, build height uh-huh. of 6'4", because he's 6'4", knows how yeah. to fuck. Uh, ben Affleck <laughs> is the tallest actor to have portrayed Batman. That makes sense. It does make sense. <clears throat> but yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, that's going to do it for uh... Timothy Dalton was considered for the role of Alfred. Now that's gonna do it for the for the corner. <laughs> I, there's I could I could keep. I'm not even a quarter of the way through this list of of trivia about this movie. There's a lot. Yeah, I imagine. Uh, you know what we didn't talk about what? before we get before we get into our ratings. Uh huh. Because this is important. It's gonna have a lot to do with uh, Dave's rating. Okay. A little bit to do with mine too. Jesse Eisenberg is Lex. Yeah. Alexander. You gotta remember. I wish it was more clear. I yeah, do. I know. I wish it was more clear. Because him as Alexander is awesome. Him as classic Lex. Yeah, they and they do talk about his dad in this. Yeah. It's just, they're not obvious 
And like, you don't know if that's, I mean, I assume that's what they were going for, but they should have made like the things they beat us over the head with and the things yeah. that they didn't don't make any sense. Because like, if it would have been more obvious that he was, Ale- that he was Alexander and not actually like regular Lex, yeah. then like his character would make a lot more sense. Yeah. If, okay. So if that's what's going on, great. If that's not what's going on and they just like, Kept saying Alexander for no reason. What the fuck? This is terrible. Yeah, because he's not... he He's not a, like, regular Lex Luthor. He's not a good regular Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, because the characterization is completely wrong. Yeah. But I apparently can't not enjoy Jesse Eisenberg in something, because I like... I like that that weird fucking... uh, He's got like a nervous energy. Neurotic. Neurotic. That's what that's the word I was looking for. He's 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 always very neurotic. Yeah. And like I always enjoy just watching him play characters. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I'm not saying I don't. I didn't think it was amusing, or like it was like well written in the ultimate edition. Um, but like. It's not Lex. So if it's supposed to be Alexander, then okay. If it's supposed to be Lex, get fucked. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the, the breakdown of it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because um, I, I, I just really like the maniacal, like, it's like he's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, I like I think he pulls that off really well and I re- I really like that and like the shit he says and like he I just believe that on some level Jesse Eisenberg is actually fucking insane like especially if you watch the social network mm-hmm. like that's also a mischaracterization cuz like if you've ever seen Mark Zuckerberg talk in person he's stone cold killer yeah he's a fucking weirdo and not in like a amusing villain weirdo way like he's just a fucking weirdo Mm -hmm. and so like if you see like watching jesse eisenberg in the social network too i was just like he is fucking like he just does that like that particular role because like this role is very similar to his role in the social network sure and like he does that role really well although i also enjoy him in uh zombie land but and the other theme park based movie he did Adventureland, mm-hmm. yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like the characterization of Lex here, if if he's supposed to be Lex, is completely fucking wrong, and he would have been the wrong casting for that Lex. Yes, I wish they would have been more clear that he was Alexander, but they weren't until after the movie was released. Yeah, <laughs> so okay, yeah. Let's go ahead and do ratings then. Yeah, let's do ratings. I'm going to do Dave's first. I give BVS like a six. Batman, not bad. Tried to do too much in the movie. Jesse was big stupid. (laughs) So Dave gave it a six. This was the original cut, by the way. Yeah. Um, So that he didn't watch the ultimate. Um, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and give one to the, uh, the theatrical cut too. I think it was, uh, like a four and a half. 
mostly because it doesn't even make sense. Um, this one I'm gonna give a seven and a half because it's actually like it's actually a good movie and could have been an amazing movie, and it's pretty fucking close. Yeah, but there's like some stuff they should have cut, um, and some stuff that they if they don't cut, they need to flesh out. They needed to flesh out more. And they needed to fix the some of the CG as far as like the fight scenes go. Yeah. But yeah. I, I I'll give it I'll give this one a seven point five. Um I'm also gonna give this a seven point five. Um I pretty much talked about everything that I would be giving deductions to the movie for and what I would be giving the movie positives for. Um, I just like, I don't know if you have, if you've only watched the theatrical cut, I very much recommend watching the ultimate edition. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's three hours. So, you know, plan to clear an evening with it. Um, but it's just, it's just a different movie. Like, and I'm going to say the same thing next week. Well, next week I'm going to tell you not to even watch the Justice League theatrical cut. Which, like, I mean, at this point, I would also tell you not to even watch the Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, don't, uh, don't But do my it. rating for the theatrical cut of Batman vs. Superman is a three. Um, oh. Because, like, I just genuinely feel it's one of the worst movies ever theatrically released. Uh but the like the little stuff in the ultimate edition changes the movie so much that i i got to give it a 7.5 i just i overall it's it's a decent film it's worth watching it's worth spending the time on um and it, it's overall pretty enjoyable that's my rating all right so we got a two seven and a half for the ultimate uh a, a three, a four and a half, and a six for the theatrical. Yep. So the Ultimate Edition is head and shoulders better. Um, Still not the best, but head and shoulders better. At least worth watching. Yeah. Um. So that's going to do it for this episode. Next week we are going to talk about Justice League Snyder Cut. You can watch the Snyder Cut on HBO Max. I think Russell and I are going to watch the Justice's Gray version. Yeah. Which is a black and white version of the movie. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Um, I don't know. We're weird. Uh, so, uh, thanks for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, uh, find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Search Drafty Quarters Productions. Uh, email us, draftyq at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon, and we would really appreciate it if you would donate a dollar, Drafty Quarters Productions. Um, a dollar a month. Help us stop eating uh, frozen burritos. Um, maybe we can buy a microwave so we can heat them up first. Um, and that would be great. We're we're suffering for our craft. Uh, we also need to buy like new mic cables and stuff. Apparently, the 
it was it was hard to uh edit the Doctor Strange episode last week because I sounded like Electro. So if some of that came through, I apologize, guys. Um we our our editor did the best they could. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. Uh, Barry also like makes us sound better, so just like if you want to like email us or shoot us a thing and like tell us how awesome Barry is for like making us not sound like a bunch of dorks or less like a bunch of dorks, we'll yeah. read it and then he'll hear it when he edits and then he'll be like, "Oh, you guys care if we get two emails appraising appraising don't appraise a person uh if we get two emails praising barry yeah uh we will throw barry a pizza party instead of dave yes (laughs) (laughs) that's that's not fair (laughs) we already got fined or we're about to get fined for not giving dave a pizza party can't just go like promising other people pizza parties and before we give dave one um <laughs> uh so anyway thanks for listening guys we've had a, we've we have had a good time we always have a good time uh you have a wonderful night if you have an idea for like a sign off for any of our shows send it in like because we're all terrible at ending these shows so like i could have like a you know good night and fuck you or whatever you know justice is bold yeah um not that <laughs> uh what what was the the like misquote that they use for the coinbase thing or whatever the the matt damon crypto thing is oh f- fortune favors the bold <laughs> instead of the brave <laughs> yeah not that anyway you guys uh, have a wonderful morning. Enjoy your uh, your Cheerios. <laughs> Try to find a quote. Oh, there's just one for the for the ultimate edition. <laughs> I'm gonna use this one quote that is on there. <clears throat> See what we call God depends on our tribe, Clark Joe. Because God is tribal. God takes sides. No man in the sky intervened when I was a boy to deliver me from daddy's fist and abominations. I figured out way back, if God is all-powerful, he cannot be all-good. And if he is all-good, then he cannot be all-powerful. This has been a production of the Drafty Quarters Podcast Network.